Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 117. Welcome back, Adam Antimaniacs. I am your host, Adam R. Harrison. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope everyone had a beautiful long weekend. The sun was out. It was pretty glorious. The May 2-4 weekend is always that first weekend that kind of uh, makes you feel like it's summer, although you only get that you only get that weekend if you're here in Canada, and chances are if you're here in Canada, you're also still in lockdown. But at least, uh, like I said, the sun was out, the weather was glorious, so I got out golfing, which was awesome, felt amazing. First round of the year, uh, not quite like that uh, PGA Tour that I saw with the massive herd of people, which I don't know about you guys, but it, it, it it's weird for me still seeing a crowd of people. I mean, I can't wait to be back in a crowd atmosphere, but yeah, it's still a little bit weird to see. Maybe that's just for us folk in Toronto who have been on lockdown since Christmas, But vaccines are going in arms, and second doses are on their way, so please God, let there be a a concert by the end of the summer. (laughs) But moving on to today's episode, we've got a cool guest here for you today. We've got a Canadian singer-songwriter named Jonathan Waugh on the Adamantium podcast. Jonathan's latest EP comes out this Friday, May 28th, and technically it's like his fifth release but you'll hear from the, in the interview, it really feels like something really new and uh, a new direction for him. It's a collection of songs that are really close to him and what he wanted to make. He's got a really great story about how he needed a change in his life and sold all his belongings and bought a van and went for a drive. And that's how this album was conceived. Two of the singles from the album uh, are making quite a splash online. One's called Keeping Me Alive, the other one's called Lost, and they've got great backstories to them. And both of them actually have an incredible live performance video that you can see on Jonathan's YouTube channel. And Jonathan has actually also allowed us to share one of his songs in the intro to this podcast. So in a little bit, we're going to have a listen to the song Lost, since we do speak about it a lot in the episode. So stay tuned for that. And one of the things I actually found most interesting about Jonathan's personality is you'll hear him speak a few times about his previous hockey career. And Jonathan is the son of legendary hockey goaltender Patrick Waugh, who won four Stanley Cups, two with the Montreal Canadiens and two with the Colorado Avalanche. So what I found really interesting is you might look at Jonathan from the outside and see this real kind of hockey bro, but he's also really in tune with his vulnerable emotional side that he showcases through his music which is so interesting because they're normally such contrasting types. But when you hear this song Lost, you'll definitely hear Jonathan's emotional side, and especially once you hear the story of the background of this song in the interview, I think you'll uh, very much appreciate his vulnerability. And so let's have a listen. This is Lost by Jonathan Waugh, and we'll be back with you in a few minutes. Enjoy. How the hell did we wind up here? You're hitting rock bottom and I'm full of fear The cold wind has frozen your heart Let's rewrite this story and make it a long one It's broken and falling apart I won't let you lose who you are You're lost in this lonely Kill the pain you're feeling low 
So there you have it. Uh, beautiful song, eh? And I can't wait for you guys to hear a little bit more about the origin of, of the song in the interview. So I really did enjoy the chat I got to have with Jonathan and the time that he uh, he gave me. I thought we made a cool connection and uh, I would love to hang out and, and chill again with him someday, hopefully when touring starts up again. But for now, we've got a pretty sweet interview for you to listen to. If today is the first time you're tuning into the Adamantium podcast, first of all, thank you so much for choosing to listen. I would be honored for you to tune in again someday, of course. I'd love for you to hit that subscribe button on whichever podcast network you choose to get your podcasts. You can also follow the Adamantium podcast on social media. We're on Instagram at the Adamantium, on Facebook at the Adamantium podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. Uh, but you can usually find us just by searching the Adamantium podcast. And don't forget to check out Jonathan Waugh's latest EP, My Lullaby, that is out this Friday, May 28th. And today we've got him right here on episode 117 of the Adamantium podcast. Kick back, enjoy, pour yourself a cold drink or a hot coffee. Enjoy the sunshine, my friends. And we will be back next week with another hat episode just for you. Boom. How's it going, man? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. How was the long weekend? It was nice. Busy. It was very yeah. busy. Yeah. I'm, I, we've got a little farm, so working on the farm, taking care of the animals. And, and uh, we just bought the house as well, so working on the house. And what, kind of, uh, what kind of animals do you have? We've got, uh, got a horse, uh, pig, chickens, uh, rabbits, dogs, cats. Wow, I, have a, I have a hard enough time looking after one dog, you know? 
Well, the funny thing is I have, I have a hard time looking after just myself. And, right. <laughs> uh, and I, I, and I make it happen, which is yeah. surprising. Yeah. My, my girlfriend keeps kind of talking me into getting a pig. Um, oh but, shit. Yeah. Like one of those house pig ones. And, uh, I'm not, uh, so far I'm not really for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I, like those kind of animals, they're, they're highly intelligent. Yes. And, um, that's one of the arguments she keeps giving me. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 quite awesome. I just uh, I just feel like they belong more on, in a farm than in an apartment. That's the only fucking thing. Yeah, well, I, for one, I don't think it would be okay in the apartment. <laughs> I don't think the apartment. But they're super clean. You'll see, they're super clean and stuff. And uh, he's gonna listen to this and be. <laughs> but, uh, hold on, let me let me move this up because it's turning the volume down. Boom. All right. Sorry, man. Awesome, man. So, uh, I mean, congrats, first of all, on the EP coming out this week, Friday. Friday, yeah. I'm going to try and turn this around and get this up before Friday. Cool. Um, but yeah, congratulations on My Lullaby. Um, Thank you. I think it's actually really cool how this EP came together um, uh, from the story that I've, I've heard anyways uh, about you kind of up and taking off in a van. So I wanted to start there. Um, tell me about, you know, that time in your life and what made you decide to kind of up and, uh, up and do that. Yeah. Um, fuck, where do I start, man? Um, so much has happened. It's crazy. Um, but I was with, you know, Warner music for a good five years, I think. Mm. Um, having a blast, um, doing our thing. Um, but at the same time, always felt that there was something missing um i felt like um i had never really figured out who the fuck i was without being at school or uh playing hockey or, or music and i had never really figured out who i was and so i felt like i needed to like you know get out and and, and see the world and um just experience life man a bit more you know sorry there you go so uh I wanted to do that. And at the same time, I needed to get away from music a little bit. It got a little hectic and, you know, I wasn't necessarily doing, doing the music that I wanted to do. And I mean, we've all, we've all heard those stories, but I mean, I was, I was in that lane and I wanted to kind of take a break and figure all, figure it all out. And uh, that's what I did, man. And it felt really, really good. So I bought a van, I sold everything I had and um, pretty much only had a guitar and, and some clothes and, uh, and the van. So that was it. Um, hit the road, went down to, uh, I mean, I did Utah, Arizona, Mexico, California. Uh, and I just, just got away. And there was some parts where I was with the wife and there was some times that I was completely alone. And those, I, f I felt like those are the times that I grew the most of just kind of figuring shit out. Mm. Um, and I, and I, I told myself like I'd put the guitar down and I wouldn't write and I'd just keep doing my thing of just like, you know, being out in nature, doing some hikes, rock climbing and stuff like that. And at the end of the day, I couldn't, couldn't let go of the guitar. So hmm. it showed me, it showed me that I really loved music and that, you know, didn't matter what level I was going to be, if I was going to be a huge artist or if I was going to just play in bars or whatever, as long as I could play music, hmm. that would be the, the ultimate for me. Um, so I was out in LA and, um, Brian house, uh, and I met up Brian house is a record producer and, uh, 
a writer and we just hit it off. And the first song that we wrote was actually keeping me alive. And then, and I just right away figured out that that was kind of my sound and where I wanted to go. And, um, and so Warner, we actually presented the music to Warner and they weren't feeling it. They've been working me on, on the pop side for a long time. So they let me go. Um, and, uh, then things just started to really, really happen for me. It was, it was weird how just snowball effect did a video called keeping me alive, the video of uh, the acoustic video of keep me alive. And then, and then it just exploded. And then, um, kept going back in the studio, kept writing some sweet tunes. And, uh, then the EP came to be. So how, how do you think the music evolved with, with your life in that, you know, when you were out in nature, or out on the road, how, how did the music change from what you were writing before? Yeah. Well, um, you know, when you're, when you're say with a major or yeah, like a, a big record label, uh, what kind of tends to happen is they, they want to, they want the best for you, but they also want you to fit in a certain, hmm. uh, they just want you to fit a, a certain style musically that that's good for them. And that works for you as well. Um, and at the end of the day, what was happening was that I was just kind of, it was too pop for me. And hmm. I wasn't feeling like it was really coming from me. I needed to go back. And I was working with a bunch of writers. And I, at the time, also working with Corey Hart. And Corey, uh, you know, was, was, was giving me his songs. And I always felt like it was okay because, you know, I always take the best songs is what I was told in the business. Hmm. And at the end of the day, what happened was... I didn't really connect to those songs as much, uh, as much as they were great. Daniela Denmark was like uh, my first top 10 in Canada. So it kind of opened a bunch of doors, but um, singing it didn't make me feel like, like I was doing the right thing. So I think going backwards and figuring out who I was and who I am um, made me kind of understand a lot more what I want to do musically. Mm -hmm. um, and so and I think authentic uh, authenticity uh, connects with people and, and, and uh, not fitting a mold. And so now I'm no longer trying to fit a mold. I'm just trying to write tunes and, and, and enjoy myself. I always had like, um, I was, I was thought like I needed to be uh, at a certain level and stuff, you know, and I need to be the, the, one of the biggest artists in the world. And, now I've like kind of let I've I've let go and just said, you know what, man, just have fun, just play music. Doesn't matter the rest. Just just let loose and be free and and uh, yeah, I think in the music, like I figured out how to kind of balance my life to a bit. I think mm -hmm. life goes by so fast, man. Yeah, and you're you're rushed to make money. You're rushed to, uh, you know, to to you got to bring a project that, that, that there's a due date. There's this, and I just I just. I was always working for so long, man. And it just, uh, so strange to, to, to do that. And, um, I just, I think in the music, it shows that I just got time to create, relax and, and do my thing and, and, and really connect with myself uh, musically and creatively. So, so with this EP feel like, you know, one of the first projects that you've really done for yourself rather than say for the industry. Um, I think, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's cliche because we say it every fucking time for some right. reason. Yeah. But, but yeah, I feel like this one was, was, you know, from the prod to the lyrics, to the melodies, 
uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just me and, and, and Brian and, and, and Mark. So it's like, yeah, it feels really, really honest and really true to who I am at this time right now. Well, you said you seem to be reaping the rewards of it too, because you're saying the, the fans seem to be connecting with it a lot more too. Um, yeah. and I've noticed you've, you've been done a great job of building a community, whether that's on social media or, or with your fans. Um, what do you think about it drew, you know, drew people to you in this last, you know, year or so that you've been putting this together. Um, and what, what do you like to do to connect with your fans? Yeah. Um, I'll say for, for, for keeping me alive. Um, I mean, I think the lyrics really connect with people and the, and the video itself was so beautiful, yeah. but the, the message behind the, the song of just, you know, um, finding what keeps you alive, um, saying fuck you to the people that tell that are telling you that you can't make it or can't do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, that we kind of live in the world where people feel like they're kind of squeezed and um, they can't really do what they all want to do. And I feel like that song came out one at a perfect time where fuck, we're living in a, in a, in a weird world all, mm-hmm. all of a sudden. Uh, and it was just perfect time timing and, 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 the meaning of the song really connected with people. And I think that that's what made it blow up, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way I like to connect, um, I'd say, I mean, through Instagram, Facebook, um, and, and, and YouTube and stuff, but really uh, it, it shows, man. I love, I love to play music live and, right. and get up on a stage. And that's where I feel that's where the best connection is, is mm-hmm. to feel your, feel the people in front of you and, and connect with them, make them smile, make them sad. You, they live all these kinds of emotions. That's what's so beautiful about music. Um, and, uh, you know, I was asked to do a bunch of these like uh, car, you know, play in front of cars and stuff. And I just, I, I couldn't do it, man. I just mm-hmm. I had to be, I have to be in front of, of, yeah. of a crowd and see people's faces and stuff. And and congrats to the people who did it because I'm sure mm-hmm. it helped a lot of people at the same time because people yeah. needed to get their minds off uh, other shit. But um, I couldn't do it, man, because I I really I, I do it for me because I love to express. It's a way for me to express myself and mm-hmm. and to get shit off my chest. But um, you know, I, I uh, yeah, it's it's I, I can't wait to get back up on stage yeah, and do have you, that. Man. Have you heard any? Have you heard any word on when you might be able to put something together? Yeah, well, I think this summer uh, there's going to be a couple shows. Okay, going to be. A, I think it's going to be a slow start for everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I hope. I hope that. Uh, I hope to get out there on a tour. Uh, say uh, next year, I, I would really, really love mm-hmm. that. And, and I think you know, with with what's happening with YouTube and stuff, and the amount of people that it's reaching is. I'm going to be able to go out and, and mm. play shows elsewhere and trip out, man. And, and I love to travel. So traveling and play music at the same time would be yeah. huge. I was going to say, I have to, I'll have to pick your brain sometime about, cause actually my, my girlfriend and I are planning to do a, a West coast, California, Utah, uh, nice. at a like a road trip next year. So nice, man. we're in the midst. Yeah. Both of us, I like, obviously both haven't had a chance to travel in like almost two years now. So would you like would you go like tent camping or like you'd rent an rv what would you do my uh, my plan so it was it was it was always it's been my plan to do that for for years um mm-hmm. just you know i had other t- trips planned so this kind of seemed like the right time and i only we actually met during the pandemic 
And mm, shit. Uh, yeah, we haven't. So neither of us have had a chance to really travel. We went to Quebec for New Year's and that was about, you know, that was about it. And um, why, why Quebec New Year's? Because is she from here? Or? No, no, wait, sorry. I'm in Toronto. So we we're in Toronto. We just wanted to do something for New Year's. We both, she snowboarded, I skied. So okay. we went out to Quebec to go skiing nice. for, for New Year's. It was something to do anyways. And so we've been, uh, we've been looking forward to this trip. So we've been planning it out all the route, like trying to squeeze everything we want to do in. You're going to trip, man. Utah, Arizona, California, man. Oregon, man. It's beautiful. I'll have to pick your brain at some point on some must spots, but yeah. Yeah, man. Um, you mentioned, you mentioned quickly before that, you know, when you were younger, you, you, you kind of followed in the family footsteps, uh, pursuing hockey. At what yeah. point? At what point did you realize that you know? Was there a certain point in time where you realized like music? Music is the focus now. Um, well, I was. I think I was like eighteen. Yeah, it was my my junior year, my second junior year, third junior year. Um, my dad was actually my coach and mm-hmm. uh, brought me in the office and said, "Dude, um, hockey isn't going to be what you're going to be doing in life because obviously it's." you know, I don't think you have the talent to, to go any further. So you need to go back to school. And, um, I actually had started to, to write songs and produce songs and stuff like that. And I was kind of shy about it and I didn't want people to kind of know, and I didn't want people to judge me or anything like that. And so I kept it a secret. And when my dad told me, Hey, you need to go back to school and stuff. And I hated school. I couldn't do it. Hmm. I, I couldn't do it, man. And, um, uh, I just blurted out, you know, hey, I want to, I want to play music. I want to go out and play tunes and and connect with people. And they just thought I was fucking crazy. Yeah. And uh, and uh, but supported me, uh, gave me a few bucks, uh, and and said, here, this is this is all I got. Do this. If it doesn't work, you got to go back to school. And mm-hmm. I just I just went out and 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 got a producer, make it made it work, and um. And I haven't looked back since. Did and you ever, this. did you have any kind of musical influence in your family or? Uh, my mom, my mom played a lot of piano growing up. She had okay. this every night she, she'd play piano and we just listen to her play. So she's a good player actually. Um, my dad's dad actually um, was a jazz player, but uh, no, not like never. I would have never thought that this was going to be my life. Right. Man. Not one right. fucking second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's. Uh, would you, do you ever play with your mom now? Uh, we haven't. Uh, really? Yeah, she. Uh, she. Um, she only knows like two or three songs, but like okay. they're big tunes. Yeah, and hasn't hasn't like want. She she doesn't go after other stuff. And we yeah, I just I like to keep my music stuff with, like kind of on my own and separate. Yeah. yeah. Cool, man. Uh, I did want to ask you specifically about the song "Lost." Yeah. Um, which is um an insanely, you know, uh, you know, especially for you you were saying someone who was maybe a little bit uh self-conscious about music and stuff at the end, it's a very vulnerable song about uh someone that uh you helped get into rehab or helped yeah. change their life. Um and I wrote that I read that you had wrote, you know, wrote this song for for anyone who was feeling lost or uh knew someone that needed a change. So I wanted to know what kind of, uh, you know, for one, what kind of emotional you were feeling that, that, that urged you to write this song and, and what kind of response have you gotten from fans since you put this out there? 
Yeah. Well, I think we've all, I mean, I don't want to talk to everyone, but I think we've all felt a bit lost at times and tried to figure, try to figure shit out. And I was, I was, I was completely lost at one point. And um, that's why I did the whole RV thing, you know? So, and then I had my friend who was struggling through life, trying to figure things out and, you know, love and work and, um, and I just, yeah, I, I wanted to connect with people that, that have felt that feeling of emptiness and, and not knowing what the hell to do. And just to say, Hey, it's going to be okay. You're going to figure shit out. Just, just take a step back, breathe. It's going to be okay. Because not everybody has that composure. Hmm. You know, they start, they tend to panic and, you know, suicide rates are going way up high. And, and uh, a lot of people just are, you know, are, are turning to drugs and, and all and alcohol and all this shit. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to spread positivity and trying to get kids and, and, and other older people, whatever, uh, to, to, to just say, Hey, it's going to be okay. You know, we, we all, we all go through this and, um, life is tough, man. You know, yeah. it's, it's, uh, I mean, obviously some have it better than others and, but life either way, I feel like it's, 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 it's tough. And, uh, I just want to put some hope out there for people. And yeah. I think that's why lost people, a lot of people connected to those lyrics as well, because it's mm. somebody helping another person go through something super difficult. And Did you um, get a lot of like testimonies from people. Yeah. It's yeah. Beautiful, man. So, I, I, I still don't get how people are so open mm-hmm. to, to write me and, these amazing messages and, and uh, that's really beautiful for them to do mm-hmm. that. And I, and I, and I, I think it helps. I really do think it helps that they're yeah. able to, to just write that. And there's other people on there that are just, Hey, we're with you. And just people are, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like we need to connect more as a species and we're so shy and we're so stuck on, Oh, I need to look like this. I need to be like this. Like just be you. And, and, mm-hmm. and, put it out there to the world. And I feel like that's what people are starting to do a bit more. I think the internet has really connected a lot more people together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's, that's what's so important. I love seeing my fans kind of connect with each other and, and, and write each other and support each other. And I want to spread love, man. And uh, as cliche as that sounds, I think that that's what, that's what this fucking world needs. Yeah. I think uh, it probably, you know, uh, you know, gives you a little bit of, uh, validation too to you know i can write this kind of song and be this vulnerable and, and people do react to it. yeah definitely what, yeah what what kind of advice would you give to say someone who whether that be a kid or or an adult uh, if, if they did see someone someone in their life struggling i think you got to listen and be there for people i mean there's obviously a, a fine line you know my mom went through uh, some difficult times when I was a kid and she went through I think eight or nine years of depression where at the end, um, I mean, obviously it wasn't healthy for me anymore. So I, there's a time where we need to kind of let go and the person needs to get medical help and stuff like that. But I think it's just to listen and to be there and to, mm-hmm. and to open up and not to be afraid to, to talk to each other. Um, and I think that that's, yeah, I think that that's key. I think that's really, really important that we're able to to express ourselves with the people that we love. Mm-hmm. That's great, man. Um, yeah. The video for the song too, the acoustic performance, is something that I found 
um, pretty incredible. Um, and you had said even on your social media that it was it was the, probably the most beautiful piece of art that you and your team has created. So tell yeah. me, tell me what about that video? Uh, tell me what went into that video for one and two. You know what made it so special for you guys? Yeah. Well, I think yeah, it was a lot of things. Um, from from you know musically, I felt like the arrangements were so strong. Um, mm. You know, from having the cello, the alto, the violin uh mark on drums calder on the keys like calder's just playing something super beautiful uh and then the connection with the piano and the uh the piano and the and all the strings is super cool and and in the backup singers the dancers i mean i i had put uh you know i feel like one of the reasons keeping me alive really worked was because also they they, they saw somebody dance mm-hmm. and i think it's such a cool form of expression you know and i'm a terrible terrible dancer (laughs) but like i love watching it and i think it's so moving and to see um to see you know tommy and jean yannick dance at the beginning of that that clip it's just it's heavy man it's and and, you know i wanted to to show the relationship of of my best friend and I kind of going through something and how he was lifting him up. And I just, I love, I love what they put together. And, um, and, you know, Benoit Gautier, who's behind the camera, man, he did the same, he, he did the Hmm. keep me alive video as well. It's just so solid going around everything and, and making sure that the whole video, the, just the whole video is like, there's always something happening, you know, yeah. and it's just a beautiful movement from him and Matsu, who's the the uh, who, who you know produced the whole thing with me, and he just yeah, it's just uh, everything came together. I felt that day what? from the lighting to the to the audio to the the dance, everything it just came to be, and I, and I I don't care if it does, I don't care if it gets to fifty five million, it mm-hmm. probably won't. I still think that it's 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 on another level that keeping me alive was and i thought keeping me alive was really yeah. really cool i love these i love these one take videos man i don't know have you ever watched like mahogany sessions and yeah, stuff yeah absolutely yeah i was thinking that too and, and and just like the the timing and synchronicity of 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 the whole video coming together on both both videos um yeah. i think that's where the real it really feels like all of you are connected, you know, yeah. like it feels like you are putting a piece of art together together, not, you know, and that's what you get from that one take rather than it. Yeah. East where you can tell, okay, they've done this, they've done this. Yeah. That one take really feels like we're, you guys were all, we're a team. You guys did this piece of art together. Yeah. There's so much pressure from, mm-hmm. from everybody there because it's, these are live one take videos and the cam and the audio has to be perfect. And everybody has to mistake and you have to, yeah, that's it. And so it's uh, a lot of pressure, but it's a lot of fun and it gets you, it gets you to push create, you know, it it gets really, it really gets you to push artistically and, and like you're, you're on, you're on the edge all, all, all day, man. It's really cool. It's a beautiful feeling. What did, what did you feel the the very first time you saw the finished product? What, you know, what went through your head? I cried. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, at the, at the end when, uh, when one of the dancers kind of goes into the back of the church, um, and then they find each other again, he's going up the steps and he's mm-hmm. helping yeah. them up. It hit me just like it, it rocked me, man. Yeah. Um, 
and you know, when I saw Benoit's shots that when he's turning around in the church around me and just, and Kim just singing the shit out of the song as well. It's just, yeah, yeah it, it really blew my mind, man. I was really, really yeah. happy with, with what we, with, with what we did. So it's uh, hats off to everybody. Cause we all did a beautiful job. You ever, did you ever think as a, as a hockey player, that you would create that or be this kind of emotionally vulnerable <laughs> type of person. No, man. Yeah. Not one second. No, that was something that was really, really missing when I was playing hockey mm-hmm. with my friends. Like as much as I love my boys yeah. in the hockey room, it was very different from, from, from creating an art. It's, it's a whole different game, man. But I feel like, I feel like that was the, like I, I was playing in a, a, a during the years that like we were still a little bit old time hockey, you yeah. know, uh, I feel like the world is changing and evolving and, mm-hmm. and I feel like everybody's starting to be a lot more open with talking about shit. And, you know, we, we, we see it nowadays, just people are a lot more open. So it's, it was like, it was a little closed off when I was playing hockey, but I feel like it's opened up. Yeah. That's great. And you said, yeah. you mentioned earlier, one of your, you know, early, influences in your music was Corey Hart has he have you had a chance to share the EP with him yet are you still connected with Corey at all yeah no we um man we you know we went through some amazing fucking times we had a lot of fun doing what we did for Mm -hmm. I think five six years and um you know I think we 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 were both disappointed that it didn't go where we wanted to go and um you know he and I kind of had a falling out and disagreement on some things and as much as i love him we had to kind of take some time apart and i hope that life hope hope that time and life kind of fixes that for us because i i i I love him very much so no i haven't shared the album with him um but i hope i hope that he does listen to it and i hope that he he's proud of me man because we i wouldn't be i wouldn't be who i am without him in a long shot man he gave me the confidence to really, really believe in myself. Um, and, uh, yeah, he, he took me to another level. That's for Mm -hmm. sure. That's awesome. I mean, I'm sure he would as someone who's kind of just rejuvenated his own career. Yeah. I think it's probably something he'd be pretty proud of you for. So I hope you, uh, I hope you get that back. Um, one other thing I did notice, because it's something I connected to very much was one of, one of the videos on your YouTube channel was a cover of Iris by, Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah, man. It's easy, easily. Uh, I mean, we're probably around the same age. I was born in '88. Um, uh, is e- easily top five most influential songs in my life. Is me Irish too, man. Goo yeah, Goo Goo Dolls. And uh, I was curious. I just, I was curious to say, what's, what's your connection feel like to that song? Well, I mean, I like you, man. I I love that song. That song, mm. I used to sing that song loud and proud in the shower, bro, when I was a kid. Yeah. And uh, you know, I'm I like if you listen to the cover. I mean, it's obviously super different. Mm. I mean, I I could have gone that route, did the you know the the uh, octave high and, and and the chorus, but I really wanted to do something super chill and vibey and give that song a whole new kind of vibe and. Uh, man uh, we had we were we weren't really prepared to do a video we just yeah. used the audio from the cam inside the train it looked super cool and sounded cool i mean it's, it's not like a 10 out of 10 video but hmm. i i loved it man i love that vibe and um 
people were, I mean, probably about a hundred people kind of showed up around the cart while, as we were playing it and, yeah. and really enjoyed what we were doing. So it was really, it was a fun experience and I'm glad to see that it that's doing well on YouTube and yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, they're, they're a great band, man. I, I really love what they, what they do and um, definitely uh, an influence on how I sing and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. So what, what made you at first pick, pick that song, you know, of all songs, what were you just feeling it at the time you came on one day and you said, Oh, I gotta, I gotta do a version of this. Yeah. I was on a, we were on a little trip with the RV with the band and we had just right. done like a, a writing session out in Vancouver. And um, I started to screw around with the chords on the guitar and mm. uh Mark, my, my drummer goes, dude, that sounds like Iris. That could, that could, you could sing Iris over that. I was like, really? And we're like, Hey man, we're at this, we're right by this cool train thing. Let's go mm -hmm. see it. And, uh, we just, you know, we just played it. That was yeah. it, man. Uh, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't, we didn't, we didn't think anything of it. We just loved yeah. the song and we all knew it. Have you ever got we a just, chance to, to meet the Goo Goo Dolls? I have not, sir. No, I had no. them on this podcast. Uh, cool. In 2019. Nice. I, I had a, I had an Irish story myself because I mean, I'll keep it short because I, I put it on that podcast. But I it was one of the first CDs I ever bought. But you couldn't. I didn't know I was about nine at the time when the song came out, and I had no idea who they were. Or I just kept hearing it everywhere. Yeah, it wasn't on a CD yet. It was on the City of Angels soundtrack, and so. Mm -hmm. My mom took me from that's right. That's from, right. Yeah. My mom took me from record store to record store where I had to sing it for the people in the store <laughs> and figure awesome. out who it was. And one guy was cool. me, Yeah. So I told that told that story to the Goo Goo Dolls and they just thought it was the best thing. Like at one point I was singing it in the middle of a mall. Yeah. Like a mall man. store to try and figure out what yeah. So that's awesome. How how yeah. was that? How was that interview? How was that? It's cool. One of my favorite ones. Like really? such and really chill guys. You know, we did like a 45-minute interview. They were happy, you know, they came from doing e-talk to doing my podcast, you know. It's sweet, man. And it's it sweet. like it's one of those things. I mean, the great thing about having a podcast is people can talk about the stuff they want to talk about rather than, you know. Here's the influence for the new same, song. Same here, old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. Let's play Iris and let's <laughs> yeah. slide. Yeah. And uh, so it was, uh, it was really cool kind of experience. You know, I picked out a few things from the backlog of their career that, you know, they don't get to talk about. So, yeah. It was, yeah. And then that night I got to go, like, I got to go see the show and it was actually the first time I had seen the Goo Goo Dolls. Um, I've never seen them live, man. I, no, I, for yeah. some, I don't know why, because I've been to a thousand shows but i've never yeah. never seen the google dolls live so mm. it was cool it was a cool night one of, yeah maybe if, one if of you, yeah go ahead. yeah no if you, if you if you had to interview uh like dream interview who would it be man 100 amy can probably tell from behind me it's bono so oh, shit. Okay. this is my kitchen wall this is one of my nice. first pandemic projects and so, uh when you go to cali irish what's that when you go to Cali, you're gonna to have to go to Josh Joshua Tree, man. Oh, it's a must hit on my uh, on my mm. list. Yeah. So, my my family's Irish, so we grew up on YouTube, and so Bono is that. Uh, that's the the top one. <laughs> there you go. So I have met him yeah. once, kind of like very quickly. Um, he was in Toronto for like the the film festival, and uh, I think I was about, big shake. I got the shake and signed my copy of the Joshua Tree, and that was 
And that was enough for me even, man. Was, yeah. I was on cloud nine the rest of the, you know, the year. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. I, uh, what about I'm you? A, what, yeah. If you got to play with anybody, who would it be? Um, I'm really into film right now. Like in, in mm. a sense of like, I, I really want to work with like amazing producers like Xavier Dalla. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've ever heard of him. I'd love to work with him on a, on, on a one take video. Okay. But, mu- but musically, ah, I think like, um, like my dream, dream writing session would be to write a song with Ray La Montagne. Okay. Um, but to like, let's say, uh, sing a song or do something nowadays, I'd love Charlotte Cardin is amazing. She's also from Montreal. Okay. Uh, great artist. So, yeah. But Ray Lam- have you ever heard of Ray Lamontagne? No, I haven't. No, uh, haven't. you probably. He's a writer. Who- he's a writer. He's, not, he's a singer-songwriter. Okay. Um, he, he has this song called. Uh, I mean, a lot of people know it, Jolene and Trouble and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's amazing, amazing, amazing writer. Okay. Voice, tone of voice, sick, bro. Um, so someone that yeah, I'd love to work with. He's a genius. Yeah. yeah. Would you ever have those, like, uh, you know, the fantasies of being on stage and joining us now, you know, Jonathan Wad perform this song with us? You know? uh, that would be sick, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, uh, I play the drums. So I have those, you know, when I'm working out, I have those daydreams of playing drums for, for you two one day or something. It'd be, <laughs> It'd be amazing. I love, when I was a kid, I used to love those kind of, like, when you just, like, zone out in the zone song out, and you'd, like, put yourself yeah, and, and you're like, oh, what if they call me up on stage? And like, yeah, you've got like your sticks, like you're ready to go, man. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That would be that would be it. Did you ever did you ever see that movie Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, that yeah. was always where I was like, there. When's yeah. my moment? You know, like, yeah, that's <laughs> but, cool. But I, there's a lot of artists now that are kind of bringing fans up on. I, I mean, there's like a Coldplay one where yeah, you two comes in on the last tour. You yeah. two as well. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I was, it was always that one. And I, I'm a soccer player. So it was always like, uh, you know, Manchester United had a, an injury and they pulled me off from the side, like out of the crowd to <laughs> fill in and I score a winning goal, you know? <laughs> uh, shit. <laughs> always, that, yeah. I had that with hockey as well. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Cause I, I, there was this one, uh, was it Chicago maybe mm-hmm. where like they called one of their, I think it was like, they needed like a fourth goalie. And like the goalie came in and won the game and had like, you know, a couple big saves. And that, that was like one of my big, it was, big dreams. That was only oh. like a year ago. Like, yeah. 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 A year or two ago. And it was like the, yeah, there was, yeah, the, it was like the, the camera string, guy or yes, yeah, someone, the four string goalie, but he like worked yeah. for the team or something like yeah. that. And yeah. The, they had to sign him like during the game to well, make him. You know what? Uh, the, I mean, the worst thing for us was it was against the Leafs. Yeah. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, shit. There you go. Yeah. So, so you we must took a be, lot of slack uh, for that. <laughs> you must be happy with the Leafs winning two so far, against Montreal. So far, yeah. So far. I have to say I, I've had a harder time keeping up during the pandemic. You know, it to me, it, sport all sports, it, it kind of loses something without the live audience and without the, you know, like any yeah. like music, like it's hard for me to watch those live streams without a crowd. It's, it does take away from it, but uh, yeah. it's better. Sure. It's better than not being there at all, you know? So yeah. I'm actually, I'm actually rooting for, for your team, man. Okay. I, uh, I was going to say, I, I, would you be a Montreal fan? No. 
Well, my, you know, my dad got traded in 95. So right. uh, my, yeah. my, my heart, my heart left, but the day right. that my dad goes back to Montreal, I think I'll be a, a Habs fan okay. again. So are you, in, you are, you're in Quebec now, or are you still at West? Uh, I'm in, uh, yeah, I'm in just outside of Montreal, okay. uh, near Montreble. Yeah. 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 So that's where, yeah. I mean, that was our original plan at New Year's, but we ended up going to Mont St. Anne instead. Yeah. That's so, beautiful mountain as well. well yeah. I've never been to Quebec city before. So Quebec must city. have been, it was, dead, weird. Eh? it was, yeah. Weird. yeah, it was, it was, people said it's unfortunate. It was your first experience. Cause like everything was closed, you know, but yeah. it's beautiful still to walk around the town and yeah. Like I said, we've yeah. never been there before, but we mostly did skiing and stuff. So uh, it's good that you kind of got out of your bubble too, man. A lot we of people to. not we, moving. Was, yeah, it was nice. Actually, we said it was just the nicest to like put away the phones for yeah. a couple of days, just be away from the city for decompress. Yeah, yeah. I spent I spent New Year's 2019 in Tokyo, and after that, I said. Like, I don't want to be home for New Year's anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, there's too much pressure on New Year's at home to have, be a big night and stuff like that. And I was like, it was so good just to, I ended up like New Year's 2019. I was, I was staying in a hostel. I met this group of nice. Colombians and I stayed out till six in the morning with a group of Colombians in Japan. And Sweet. it was like, it was the best New Year's ever, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 I think my last, uh, it was here, I did, but I was like, I did, uh, or as a Thailand man, I had a blast. Mm-hmm. I I love. It's so cool to, you know, New Year's Eve elsewhere, and like mm-hmm. you meet new people, connecting with them. It's like yeah. you just vibe. It's really everyone's cool, happy. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. Yeah, I yeah. agree, man. It, it's so, fun being outside. So I always say I'm always my best self, either when I'm traveling or when I'm at a wedding. You know, because it's just good vibes all the time. You know, the whole yeah. time. So I agree. I agree, man. Anyways, man, I don't want to keep you too long. I uh, really appreciate the interview. I had a great Pleasure, chat. And all the best with the EP, man. And uh, Thanks, man. I hope we get to connect again. Maybe next time we can uh, do this in person when you're on tour. Yeah. Well, if we uh, come out of Toronto, then we'll meet up or something. It'd be cool, oh, man. That's good, man. All righty. All right, Thanks, brother. Jonathan. Take it easy. Peace, man. Thank you for tuning in to the Adamantium Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd absolutely love for you to subscribe to us on whichever platform you listen to your podcast. I'd also love to see you on social media. You can follow on Instagram at The Adamantium, on Facebook at The Adamantium Podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. Thank you again so much for listening.